We could all comment on how Bruce Banner and Hulk have been through a lot when it comes to the entirety of their time spent with the Avengers. Bruce had his own troubles to deal with when it came down to his haunting past and retribution. And let's get this straight from the beginning. Banner never wanted to be an Avenger. He was brought in to research the Tesseract because of its emittance to gamma radiation and then... things just got intense. For someone who was constantly on edge based on their anger and stress, this is one of the most important story arcs that encounters mental well-being and battling monsters from within. This is two takes, and this is one shot, an analysis of Bruce Banner and Hulk. Spoilers are ahead. For those who are not aware of his origins in the comics, it's a saddening tale that was explored in Eric Banner's version of Hulk that sometimes was presented in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was verbally and physically abused by his father, Brian Banner, who, years earlier, was exposed to gamma radiation after an attempt to make clean gamma energy, resulting in unique genes that he feared had been passed on to his son, making his son an abomination in his eyes. As well as the horrendous act of Brian killing his wife and Bruce's mother as she tried to run away from him, had Bruce suppressed his emotions for years and years. These traumatic events and unique genes that Bruce had acquired from his father caused Bruce to start to develop multiple personality disorder. And you guessed it, Hulk was one of them. This was manifested due to his mental problems in his childhood, and Hulk became his imaginary friend for many years. The gamma bomb that brought Hulk into our existence was a tipping scale of this personality disorder to physically manifest. And for what the comic books have portrayed, it's pretty crowded in Banner's mind. Marvel was only scratching the surface of the pain, the suffering that Banner had to go through to get to where we see him. And even then, we see Banner, a brilliant physicist, having complex conversations with Tony Stark, become this almost joke at the end because his usefulness is only based on his alter ego Hulk, when really that shouldn't be the case. And then when he finds his happy ending of merging himself with Hulk, it's almost swept under the rug because of the timing of events. Marvel, I'm sorry to say, kind of ruined Bruce Banner for me. However, we're not here to hear what I think, this is more about his history and how there is a potential for Hulk and Banner to be more than what we bargained for. Let me explain. Bruce Banner technically died when the gamma bomb detonated, but the impact of death and rebirth was almost so simultaneous that no one noticed, not even Banner himself. This gamma bomb was what manifested the metaphysical barrier named the Green Door, a portal of sorts to the below place, the bottom layer of the multiverse, even to the deepest layer of hell, to the real world. This manifestation did two things. The green door brought Bruce back to life because of Hulk, but it also caused Bruce to alter his body, causing him to frequently transform into the Hulk because, in conclusion, and because of Banner's unique genes that his father gave him through the gamma radiation, Banner had the soul of a gamma mutate. This afterlife, named the Below Place, was meant for Gamma Mutates, and Hulk was one of them, with Banner being a host for Hulk to manifest. And so, his imaginary friend was real all along.
Gamma mutates are the result of exposure to gamma radiation to individuals who possess the gamma gene, which allows them to convert gamma radiation into a mutagenic change. It was either this, or death, and Banner, luckily, did not die. Now, there are different elements that determine the extent and type of mutation. This means Hulk is not the only one, which can be seen in the comics. She-Hulk is the first that comes to mind. Either way, three factors determine the difference. The frequency and amount of gamma rays, as different frequencies of gamma radiation affect different human beings in different ways. The second is the subject's latent mutant potential, which is based on their DNA, which can trigger differing body restructuring events. And lastly, the psychological factor, which to me, is the most important one when it comes to Banner and Hulk. The psychological factor has the gamma radiation somehow moulding the person's mutated form according to the person's repressed desires within their subconscious. And for Banner, there is more than just one Hulk within his mind. And I feel that Marvel, or even the other films depicting his origins, might have presented all, if not some, of these differing Hulks in very small doses. I'll only briefly explore the different Hulks based on the comics and let you come to your own conclusions as to whether you might have seen this version of the Hulk throughout the films. The first is Joe Fixit, or Grey Hulk. He's rarely seen because Green or Savage Hulk wins the battle when it's time to come out of Banner. This incarnation represents the personality that can do all of those not nice things that Banner was always too unsure to do himself. He is tricky, manipulative, shows little thoughts of others, always putting himself first. His behaviour might be aligned to the self-confident Mr Hyde, with Banner being Dr Jekyll. And then there's the one that we're used to, Savage or Green Hulk, that we see most of the time. His behaviour is like Frankenstein's monster, just wanting to be alone but will fight if needs be. He possesses the mental progression, emotional capacity and emotional temperament of a child, typically referring to himself in third person. There's also the merged Banner and Hulk that we see in Endgame, commonly known as Professor Hulk. The merging of Banner's intelligence, Joe Fixit's cunning and Savage Hulk's size and strength, this can be interpreted as Banner's ideal self, that he made a reality, and hence why he's actually happy about it, which is great. And like Banner says in Endgame, For years, I've been treating the Hulk like he was some kind of disease, something to get rid of. But I started looking at him as the cure. 18 months in a gamma lair, I put the brains and the brawn together, and now look at me, the best of both worlds. There was small talk between Banner and Stark about the theory as to why Hulk had saved him from the gamma radiation and has kept him alive up to this point. And although we understand that in the MCU it was for the Stark gauntlet because it emitted gamma radiation and wouldn't kill Banner, I would like to also add another explanation. This begs the question of how strong Hulk really is and how Banner might feel when it comes to this conclusion. In the comics, the Immortal Hulk is presented when Banner and Hulk go through so many different deaths and rebirths that this one eventually becomes the more dominant persona. Sure, in the MCU we see Hulk being knocked out by his allies and some of the bad guys, but can we really tell for sure that that wasn't him dying and being reborn again? 
Even Banner himself could not phantom anything beyond what he was capable of, until this persona brought about this realisation that these successions of resurrections was not a coincidence, but a manifestation of the Hulk's innate immortality. I'm not confirming nor denying that the MCU has touched upon this, but surely when the Hulk was attacking Thanos and was thrown aside, apart from his emotional well-being being scarred, this might be the next conclusion to make, because anyone against Thanos usually dies. Don't they? And even for a moment in the MCU, Banner brought up the fact of him being so unhappy about the predicament that he had tried to end his life many times, but that the Hulk would simply save him time and time again, even to the point of mockingly spitting out the bullet that Banner tried to fire. Has the resurrections perhaps been touched upon in a subtle way? Quickly going back to the below place and the green door, these places were created by a higher being named One Above All, a celestial of sorts that creates life on every level of the multiverse. However, the manifestation of the green door and the below place, with the entity of One Below All, is actually a dark counterpart of One Above All. Despite One Above All having only love and compassion, they are also capable of destroying life they have created, manifest the demonic entity of One Below All to serve as a counterforce to the expanding life in the multiverse that the One Above All creates, so they can create anew. These beings are both divine and have been placed against each other in a balance of sorts when it comes to life and death. The good and bad of the multiverse dents down to these two beings, so to speak. I explain this because the meaning behind the aspect Hulk goes deeper than simply a gamma accident and then enraged emotions that come spilling out. Sure, in Banner's beginning, it was like that because it was not understood. But as time went on, and this is what I predict for Banner after the MCU, that his very existence was created to give Hulk the choice of righteous versus aimless power, to use his power and strength for good or for evil. But it's not that simple. This introduces the next phase, the Immortal Hulk. This persona is like a chaotic neutral because he's doing as much good as he is bad, and this might be said for all of the other versions that we are aware of. Marvel fandom explains further. We're shown Bruce's childhood with scenes of the abusive father and the abused son, framed in the context of the dichotomy between God and the devil. The Hulk is a monster, a creature of the night and shadow, but the night and shadow cannot exist without the day and light, much like the devil may not be without God, or hell without heaven. It's not that simple. The one above all created everything, and its counterpart is a version of itself. That version created gamma mutates, like a version of a devil creating demons. But that doesn't make its creations evil, as it comes from the balance of good. So Hulk is the construct, with the balance being given down as a choice of action. Righteous versus aimless power. And if you want to think about it in another way, the same could be said for us as we are created in God's image, but that doesn't mean we are without flaws. It is within our choices every day that determine where our own balance is. Blary.wordpress.com says, Is the Hulk Gibura justice, punishment and strength? Or is it Golikab? Is the Hulk an aspect of God or an aspect of the devil? But if they're one and the same, how can the difference be seen? 
In the end, it's the other hand of God that determines it. Chizid, kindness and love, mercy. If Kibira is the left hand, Chizid is the right. Punishment is tempered by mercy. Strength is moderated by compassion. Banner and Hulk are the balance within themselves, with each showing strength in different ways. Once fighting each other, closing each other off for years and months, until Banner and Hulk became one and the same. Professor Hulk might introduce this balance once and for all, but for those who read the comics know that this isn't the end of the line for Banner and Hulk. They have found a shared goal, and going forward has Professor Hulk perhaps, if given the chance, to present his importance in the multiverse as a being that has the battle of choice for all eternity. But we all know that throughout these hardships, Banner's life has been one of tragedy and heartbreak. And sure, he had moments we were able to see that showed him giving up or wanting to run away, but he pulled through in the end, perhaps because of Hulk, perhaps because he was able to save lives in more ways than one. But either way, in the end, joining the Hulk was the best result, the best of both worlds. His story arc emphasizes the monsters we have within ourselves that can manifest and perhaps take over at some points in our lives, and from what we have seen throughout the MCU, at least there is a glimpse of Banner and Hulk putting their differences aside for the next stage in their evolution, to go forward and make their choice come true, whatever that is. What are your thoughts on what was discussed in this episode? Comment and let me know to open up a conversation. Like and subscribe for more content of this nature, and come talk to me on Twitter or Instagram. Better yet, support the show on my Patreon to help a creator such as myself with learning on the go. Each like, each comment, each subscriber fuels the motivation I need to make better and better content for yours truly. Come say hi, and thanks for watching.